0: Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by BlackRifleCoffee.com Put down the water and grab a fucking drink Drink, 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 drink. Welcome to our new Drinking Bros Sports Companion Show Uh, We're going to be doing this all fall and uh, all the way through the winter Right up into the Super Bowl and we'll be we'll be blowing it out around then. We're uh, we're signing on with a gambling sports website that will allow us to, uh, well, it allows us to gamble against you guys. Um, you can bet against us. We're also going to have some prop bets. that are going to allow like uh, weird bets between uh, Evan and Matts uh, crossbow action. How many cheeseburgers Jared can eat? The weirdest fucking bets you can imagine. And uh, there's a site that's going to let us do it. We're going to introduce them in August. This will be a full-time show every Wednesday starting, au- August, uh, starting August 1st uh, is, is when it will actually start. But uh, we're, we're going to throw out one in the meantime because we're here, we're live in Vegas, and uh, I'm, I'm here with my co-host, Dan Holloway. Hi. Hi. How's it going, guys? Hi, Dan. Is it weird? Because you do launch code.
1: Uh, yeah, from time to time. I've from done a couple of drinking bros as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, is it weird switching over to sports? Because I feel like sports is your wheelhouse.
1: Well, I'm you know, my background as a sports fan, we both grew up like pretty close to each other. We did, geographically, yeah. Geographically and uh, big Braves fan. Uh,
0: Which is nice. If I, if I had to, to deal with a Yankees fan on this show, I'd fucking kill myself. Well,
1: worse, a Mets fan. Oh, we would yeah. actually have to physically assault him. Exactly. Um,
0: I, see, I still go back to the 90s when the, the Braves lost to the Yankees because I was I was a kid. We were getting housed by the Yankees. and My dad had taken me to the World Series a yep. couple of those years. And um, I was at that that game where. Uh, Andrew uh, Jones. Yeah.
1: Two home runs. Oh, yeah. 19 years old that was pretty impressive right amazing yeah
0: amazing and i was like oh we're gonna win it all
1: yep. we're gonna be dominant for years yep.
0: which we were dominant but we only won world's one world series in the 90s with the yep. arguably the greatest pitching staff of all time
1: it's not arguably it is there's no question that that's the greatest pitching staff all of them made it into hall of fame right john um, schmoltz maddox Clavin, maddox yeah yeah. two of them 300 game winners uh, Smoltz is the only pitcher other than Eckersley in history to win like 150 games and save 150 or something yeah. like that I don't remember the exact numbers but yeah, yeah, yeah yeah
0: he uh he had a weird mental thing if you remember that
1: he yeah he was he had a lot of uh anxiety yeah in the early nine no- I think actually uh I can't remember where he started I think it was Detroit and he had some anxiety issues and kind of dealt with that in his early days with the Braves I think he came over in 1990 to the Braves yeah and uh yeah he got some counseling and stuff and obviously it worked weird uh now he's a a master's golfer or a senior golfer
0: yeah you know it's funny he made that uh the senior tour Mm -hmm. and uh he shot terribly in it yeah he got he fucked up pretty bad i I think he shot like an 85 i don't know what it is with athletes wanting to be fucking golfers in their afterlife and it's cool it's a cool hobby but it's shitting on the sport of golf by saying oh hey Guess what? I'm an awesome athlete. I can just switch over and start
1: playing golf at a high level. Right. Well, luckily, uh, Charles Barkley is one guy that pulled it off really well, right? God, he's terrible. He's got the worst swing of any person I've ever seen in my life.
0: Serious story, though, by the way. You know Michael Phelps, why he retired briefly? Mm -hmm. was He thought he was going to become a professional golfer. So he hired Butch Harmon, who was Tiger, Tiger Woods' old swing coach, and was training with him every day fucking nine hours a day like he was really trying to make that switch and then it i would say two years in he realized holy shit this is impossibly hard same with jordan jordan yeah. thought he could make that switch too and then they re- they realized holy shit this is impossibly hard i can't do this so phelps went back and then started training for the olympics and then he, he got back into the olympics again came out of retirement
1: yeah that's know. that's pretty interesting i mean i don't if Arguably, the greatest, the most dominant golfer in history for his time period in Tiger Woods can just fall off the map and no longer be able to compete. I don't understand how these guys who have never fucking played before think they can just. I don't hey, either. Fuck it, dude. I'm just going to do it, yeah. man. Like, I, I love the attitude. I love the confidence, but come on, man. It's, a, it's an
0: entirely different sport, and you can't be great at everything no. just because you're an athlete. Um, and, the, and like the mental aspect of golf itself. It's fucking ridiculous. I mean, you look at Tiger now. He he still hasn't won yet. And he's allegedly back. Oh, he's yeah, back. Yeah. I mean, he's finished second um mm-hmm. once and, you know, fifth in another tournament. Yep. Um but
1: it, you know, I don't know if he's he will ever come back and win another major. It's hard to say. That's the that's the impressive thing and I know golf isn't something that you have to be like an incredibly gifted athlete to do necessarily. Uh your mechanics have to be good and stuff, but the mental focus like it's the mental aspect, there's, yeah. There's four shots for 18 holes for four straight days that you have to be on every single fucking shot. Yeah. Otherwise, who knows, right? And I was yeah. at
0: the Masters this year, and again, with that mental focus, just, just watching the galleries, who's following who and why, um, that has a lot to do with it, too. Because if you're playing with Tiger at the mat, like this last Masters, mm. you were sucked into a vortex of like— yeah. 10,000 people following every single Shot you have just if you're playing with him Whereas Phil Mickelson was playing That day and His score was already shit And there was maybe 30 people following around I mean it it felt isolating Then you get to the guys like Freddie Couples Because me I I took my dad it was his 65th birthday it was his bucket list uh, Item so I took my dad And uh, when we went One of his favorite golfers was Freddie Couples And he's like oh man I'd like to go pop over And see Freddie for a couple holes there was eight of us following Freddie Couples. <laughs> at, at that point, like he he was looking at us, shook our hand, which is cool. I yeah. was just like, hey, I, it was almost like he was happy that anybody was following him. Yeah, and he was only maybe you know two shots over at that point. Like he was still in some form of contention that day. He's uh, is is he on the senior tour now, or is he still playing? He still plays regular events, like the big ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, f- I think he flips over to the senior tour. He's he's had some back problems throughout his career. I mean, look, he's still great. Um, Still, you know, still makes the cuts at the Masters yeah. and all that shit. If you,
1: if you make cuts, you're like one of the top, what, 20, 30 golfers in the world. In the so. world.
0: In the world. And it's still, you know, you're not good. At, like, he's still not good enough to win. That's
1: that's what's imp- – so it's like uh, the the divide between – professional and great professional seems to be like when tiger was at his peak. Um, I didn't think there were a couple of guys like, uh, Sergio and a couple other guys that could compete with him on a regular basis. But right. For the most part, 80%, 80, 85% of the, the field had no shot. If yeah. tiger was in the tournament,
0: it's still the, the most exciting time in golf when, when oh, he yeah. was running shit. Yeah. And I look, I never missed a, a, a tournament. And fuck before that, I never even watched golf. And then all of a sudden he he comes into the game and I'm like Dude, I didn't as a kid growing up like I didn't I didn't miss one of his tournaments that he played in yeah it was impressive impressive you know what else is impressive we're here again live in Las Vegas and we went to the uh, UFC 226 fight uh, Cormier Stipe. Um, who was the undercard on that that was the shittiest undercard I've ever seen it was the co main event um, Yeah, yeah yeah God damn it
1: yeah how did that one go. I mean, you were there with Derek White, right? Awful. Awful. It was... Was it a hugging contest or...
0: No, they didn't even touch each other. I think there was like five kicks thrown and that was it. And if Favors threw for the five kicks that so he won and they technically had to give it to him. The interesting part about it was, you know how Rogan goes in and interviews everybody yeah, yeah. afterwards? You could see Dana White in the background literally go, cut those motherfuckers, don't interview him." Yeah. So he didn't even let him go into the cage to be interviewed. That's how embarrassing that fight was. Then you have Cormier Stipe, which to me was fucking incredible. I walked down to the cage to put a bed in um, downstairs. We're staying in New York, New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fight was at T-Mobile Arena right behind New York, New York, uh, which is a great fucking atmosphere if you haven't been there. We it were is. here for the Stanley Cup.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's where the Golden Knights play. It's a great place. Great uh, great stadium. Uh, th-
0: the fact that it's right behind the hotel, and there's all these cool restaurants that are that are new, that Chicken and Waffles joint, that Beer House. Beer House
1: um, is actually the Golden Knights, like, watch party place.
0: Yeah, b- big fan. I'm, yeah, I'm going there right after this fucking show is over. Nice. And um, uh, the fact that you can just walk over there, waltz in, in and out, you know, you're a two-minute walk away. Uh, and the, the rest of the undercards were a fucking blast, but that Cormier fight was something special I when I again when I went down to the cage to 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 bet I was gonna bet on Stipe the guy looked at me and he goes hey man just want to give you a heads up a hundred dollar bet is only gonna pay you forty dollars and I was like god damn it is he favored by that much and he goes yeah and so I looked at Derek and I go who do you think is gonna win this fight and he said Cormier and I looked at it look I'm still one of those non-believers in Cormier I am now after this this fight but I was a non believer in Cormier because it's like it, the guy looks like, you know, a dad at a softball field. He's definitely a dad bod for sure. Dad bod, thirty-nine years old. Yep. Bald already. Uh looked even worse as a heavyweight where you were just yeah. like, oh shit. He was eating <laughs> even more. Yep. And I was like, there's no, there's no way he's gonna win this. There's no way. And Derek was the one who was just like, Hey, I, I think Cormier is gonna take this. Um And I said, if he is, if he is going to take this, I think it'll go to some form of decision. It's going to be a dogfight. Fuck was I wrong on that. Uh, That short right put Stipe out. Out. And I think after that, look, that's the second fight that I've been at. Because I was with Matt uh, Best at uh, the uh, McGregor fight when he won two belts. Yep. Now it was this one when, when Cormier won two belts at the same time. That was one of the most impressive victories I've ever seen, and I, I think for sure he cemented his place and his legacy in the UFC after that as one of the greatest of all time.
1: He's twenty two and one now, right? I, fuck! I, I mean, everybody knows about uh, Stipe and what he's done. He's he's beat Nagano Junior Dos Santos. I mean, he's like he was no pushover. He defended the belt. No, he's held the belt since twenty sixteen. Yeah, he's no joke. And Cormier laid his ass out I mean, uh, it, quick. It wasn't like. Uh, It wasn't like they were even, because you you see this in heavyweight bouts where they exchange blows for a while, and then they get tired and blah, blah, blah. No, Cormier came in and executed his game plan, got in tight, and delivered that right hook, and it was done. It was lights out, yeah. And it was, like, to to be there in person
0: at one of these things, because everybody asks, like, what's it like? You can't really describe the energy and electricity that goes on in one of those things. I mean... People were freaking out. I, the people you're sitting next to, you're hugging strangers, yep. high fiving strangers that you don't know, and you're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe we just saw this in person!" Um, it was absolutely fucking incredible. And then afterwards uh, was when the was when the fireworks started.
1: Yeah, that that whole and it's funny. Uh, everybody's talking about professional wrestling now because of how. Like, That's what it seemed like. Not just the Lesnar connection. And for those of you who didn't don't know, uh, Cormier and the post-fight interview with Rogan basically called Brock Lesnar out Yeah, from the crowd. Yep. Were like, hey, get up here, motherfucker, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it seemed like it might be a little friendly, like, hey, what's up? Let's fight sometime. No, it was like, Cormier was like, fuck you, buddy. Yeah. And then they started John, and I mean, obviously— they're putting on a show, which is great. But. It
0: felt, because it, it, it was, here's the weird part about it to me. Like, I enjoyed it, because I enjoy the circus, um, that, that type of uh, uh, big atmosphere, showmanship, uh, performance. Um, but it turned, to me, it turned a UFC fight uh, in, in one of the most impressive moments in, in UFC, of winning two belts, into a WWE match after that, where you were like, Come on, man. I, I thought Vince McMahon was going to step into the ring at
1: that point and just be like, all right, guys, all right. Right. Well, think about it from the I, – I understand what you're saying, and it is a little hokey maybe, but think about it from this perspective. Um, NASCAR is hemorrhaging fans right now because there are no Tony Stewart's walking out on the track and throwing their helmets through other dudes' windshields now. Nobody gives a fuck about the drivers anymore. Yeah,
0: and, and Junior's gone. And Junior's
1: gone. People yeah. don't care about personality. Are people There are no personalities for people to care about anymore. And say what you want about professional wrestling, but developing personalities is what they do, right? Look,
0: uh, but you're looking at any sport. It it, it hinges on talent and then personality. Yeah. May, May, Mayweather had the personality. McGregor mm-hmm. certainly has the personality. Even Cormier yeah, to a certain extent. Sure. Like, he, he's got a big personality, and that's what really sells this shit at the end of the day. Same with Brock Lesnar. like The fact that Lesnar, if he can stay off the fucking juice for six months, that's it. Just six months, yeah. stay off the off the juice, um, and you know clear USADA. He and Cormier could could definitely get close to breaking some records
1: as far as pay per view numbers go in that next fight. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it depends on what the under. Uh, there's a lot of talent floating around right now too in the USC? Yeah. Oh yeah, because I mean, I, I still want to see that McGregor Khabib fight. Go oh down. yeah, and, I, that's going to happen. I think pretty soon.
0: I think it's going to happen, and I think it's going to happen soon for outside factors um you know when he trucked that uh that dolly through the the windshield of that bus and injured those eight fighters and nuked half that undercard mcgregor i'm talking about in madison square garden the legal trouble he's in is real like that is that is real and the 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 money that they're going to sue him for you're looking at probably 20 30 million
1: dollars in lawsuits right there yep i mean any kind of fighter that took any kind of damage can file against their insurance. Like yeah. All these guys take insurance out on their body are their limbs, their b- other body parts, their oh, brain, yeah. all kinds of shit. So, yeah, it's going to be a situation.
0: It's going it's to be a messy one. And McGregor was here um, in Vegas uh, a couple days ago and he was meeting with Dana White. And I think I think if McGregor's smart and I think if Dana's smart, they come together and McGregor's going to be like, hey, buy my way out of these lawsuits and then I will fight Khabib and that will be the biggest. Because that that to me will break every record there is as far as UFC pay per views have ever gone. I think that fight in particular.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, Dana's pretty smart about how obviously he's uh, he's made a couple of bucks doing this stuff. He's pretty smart about spacing out the fights. Right. Like just from a marketing perspective, people aren't going to spend a hundred bucks two weeks in a row. No. So how how far apart do you have to put those fights? I think that it would be great to see um, McGregor that, in November. Yeah. Before um, the end of the year, for sure. Yeah,
0: and then maybe, you know. Lesnar-Cormier before the Super Bowl, maybe. Yeah.
1: S- somewhere maybe. in there and kind yeah. of
0: space it out. But yeah. that would be great, man. Um, I, And I hope it goes down. That McGregor thing where he threw that uh, dolly through the, the windshield of that bus, that felt very WWE to me until the injuries came in. And I was like, oh, yeah. shit this was i thought yeah. it was staged at first
1: i did too yeah i agree because when i saw it i mean you you remember him and mcgregor or i'm sorry uh uh him and mayweather when they were doing the lead into their fight they did that four city bullshit yeah just yeah, yeah, like yeah. throwing water balls and shit like come on man whatever but this you know a slightly different <laughs> broken glass and actual injuries and yeah
0: stuff. i i because when i saw it i was like ah it's a cool marketing ploy and he's probably coming back and then later on you know when they, they canceled all those fights the next day, I was like, oh, shit. This is fucking real, man. Um, and he's in some deep shit in New York. Like, New York is one of those states that doesn't give a fuck about the athletes. Like, they'll come after you legally, and uh, and it's harsh. I remember when Plaxico Burris shot himself in the nightclub. Yeah. <laughs> he got two years in jail, and yep. I was like, man, you got two years for shooting yourself? Um, you know, because it was, it was a gun that wasn't registered in the state of New York. Right. So
1: uh i was shocked by it um yeah but well, they're they're not playing games there they're not so you know we'll see what happens i think i agree with you and we talked about this a couple of months ago too about or a couple of weeks ago about mcgregor taking a deal with ufc to kind of make that happen um we'll see
0: I, it's got to be on the horizon um because you know mcgregor's got to get back in the ring he hasn't fought since 2016 uh UFC-wise. ufc yeah yeah so it's one of those things where, man, you don't want to get too rusty in a layoff longer than that. So I think that fight's got to
1: take place by November. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's got a, I, I assume he's been training, but I also assume there's a reset button for all the stuff he did to train to fight Mayweather, like a, a boxing no, style. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he, he basically had to forget about his lower body. Yeah. Right? And now—because— that's, there's a two very different sports, so I'm assuming now he's like trying to recondition his brain. Right. Because the, the thing that's always made him great is how fast he makes decisions and attacks on the fly. Like he sees a weakness and pounces on it. That's always been his big strength. Well, look,
0: he's, he's certainly had the time for it now, so um, we'll see how that all shakes out. Yep. Um, but, yeah, the last couple of weeks of sports have been fucking crazy, man. The NBA <laughs> oh my with God. LeBron, last time, we, last time you and I chatted... Uh, I, my Rostradamus prediction, which did not come true, was I thought LeBron would go to Philly. Um, I think I said Houston. Yeah, it, it, he ended up going to LA, which really, really surprised me. Then the moves that the Lakers made uh, with the players to build around him surprised me even more. Going out and getting all these one-year deals for like uh, Rajon Rondo. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think they're p- making a play for next year to be honest. i think yeah 2019 i do too i think everybody in the league essentially has conceded to the warriors except for the celtics um the celtics are loaded after this this uh final i mean look they were one game away from making it with their yep. two superstars out and uh now with with hayward and uh Kyrie coming back with the rest of their young talent holy shit that's going to be a team
1: to be feared but they're you know, also going to be able to cruise through the East. They're going to be oh, the, the, the calves and heat of the past decade, right? Yeah. There's no competition. There, there's in the no East one left in the East
0: besides them. Like right Like the now.
1: Raptors might be able to take them to a six game series. But if they're all healthy, there's there's no fucking way they're going to win.
0: There's no way. And there's something mentally with the Raptors. that They just cannot win the big game in advance. So I, I, I don't even think those guys are going to be a problem. I think it's going to be Boston for a long. Look, I, I think next year you can already call it Boston. Warriors, unless there's some kind of, you know, catastrophic injuries yep. for or, Boston.
1: I mean, I think it would have to be two injuries for either one of the, for the Warriors or for the Celtics for them not to make the finals. Yeah. Like it had to be two major injuries for them not to, because like you said, even with LeBron in the East last year, the Celtics were one game away Yeah, without their superstars. So what the fuck, man? There's no way that any of these, who's improved in the East enough that's going to be able to challenge them? No one.
0: No. No, and it's uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a boring NBA season to me, and I hate, I hate to say that because it's like I, I felt that this season was was the same. I thought the regular season was exciting. I expected more out of OKC. They shit the bed and lost in the first round. Um, well, I am glad to see that George stayed there,
1: Paul George, yeah, yeah, yeah. because, uh. I think that I there's just so much talent on that team. Like, how are they not winning? There is. It's. It, it look. It, it's a problem though when you have Houston with Chris
0: Paul. Yeah. And uh, and Harden, and they were they were what a hamstring away from beating the Warriors. Oh yeah. And they, look, they they very easily could have gone and won the finals, but uh, you know CP three got hurt and he was out. Warriors did what the Warriors did and took over. Um I did call it in a sweep for the Warriors in the finals. Yeah, that was a good call. So, yeah, you should have you should have put some money down on that. Uh you know what? I it's funny. So I went down to, I went down to the cage when we were here to do it. The odds were 3 to 5.
1: Um so there were t- terrible odds, 3 to-, to 5 for a sweep. Yeah. That's surprising. I I figured a sweep or a 4-1 would have been the best odds.
0: So four, a 4-1 was the, was the next highest. That was even money. Mm. Uh, a sweep was, was uh, the 3-5, to five and um, uh, I didn't want to touch it because I, was, I, yeah, I thought that. for, you know, I look, I called a sweep and it ended up happening, but my next guess would have been, all right, maybe Cleveland gets a game. Yeah. And they That's were super close if it weren't for, you know, J.R. Smith <laughs> dribbling the clock out in game one. That oh, fucking that guy. guy.
1: You know what the best thing is? Uh, the memes that came out of that uh, were were just money that will last until the end of time. I love the internet. Yeah,
0: the internet remains undefeated. It is. Yeah, you can't. You just can't. And then the, look, the the Warriors this off season reloaded.
1: <laughs> Damn, dude.
0: They got Boogie Cousins. Yeah, and I mean, that, that was pretty
1: much game set match. Who knows where? Uh, who knows when he's going to come back? January, maybe. Probably January. But
0: but I will say this because a a, a torn Achilles is no joke yeah Kobe went through it for basketball players it is really really tough to overcome even for baseball players I remember when Ryan Howard blew out his Achilles in the last play of the World Series that was pretty much the end of his career he just couldn't come back from that man it's one of those devastating injuries that there is no real timetable for it yeah you can say yes you know you're going to be back within a year but can you re-strengthen and, and, uh, and overcome it? I don't know. Kobe, Kobe had that issue. And Kobe came back, but he just wasn't Kobe after that. Um, it's one of those things, man, that's a really, really hard one to overcome. And I, I think, look, for Boogie Cousins, that was the smartest move he could have made was actually going to the Warriors where there is no pressure to come back early. There is, there is no timetable. They're not rushing him at all. Yep. He can prove himself. If he comes back and plays great for the last, you know, three to four months of the season and the Warriors win a ring, um, then he can prove himself and get and get the, the massive contract that he would have gotten this this summer if he wouldn't tore his
1: Achilles. Yeah. I mean, t- technically, if he had never been traded to the Pelicans in the first place, he would have signed a Supermax with Sacramento probably. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But...
0: You know. He's one of those guys, though, that has been unlikable to the fans and unlikable to the organization, but you can't argue with his numbers. I mean, what was it? He was putting up 25 and you know, 13 last yeah. year, um, and it's like, dude, you can't argue with a guy's stats. He might be an asshole in real life or whatever the case is mm. that people – are always shy away from giving him that that big deal. But uh, I think he'll change, his mentality will change, especially playing in Golden State and being yeah. around all those unselfish superstars. And uh, that might be good for him too, um, going into the offseason, trying to get a max deal from somebody.
1: Right. I mean, I think playing in that environment has definitely been beneficial for a lot. Like Kevin Durant had problems closing out games a lot. Yeah. And OKC, okay, so he came to Golden State and that was no longer a problem. Like you could say because there's not as much pressure on him, but talent and winning breeds talent and winning, right? Be- being around high-caliber people, not just players, but high-caliber people. And say what you want about Golden State. I know a lot of people hate, hate on them these days, but that is a fine organization. Like oh, they, yeah. They do it right. Um, people bitch about, like, they just signed um, Jarebko from, from Utah, right? Another six foot ten guy that can drain threes shot forty two percent from three last year. It's, it's like insane. how does the rest of the West let them sign that guy? That is a fit. Like everybody complains about Golden State and the shit that they pull off all the time, but why the fuck didn't somebody else sign Boogie Cousins, the five point three mil? Why didn't somebody else sign Jarepka, who was a six ten guy who's a wing defender and can shoot threes? Come on, man.
0: You know, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up about Boogie Cousins because I, I looked into that story as well, and I was like, I don't understand. Do, like what were the offers from other teams and it turned out he got none yeah he got no offers and he called the president of the golden state warriors himself yep. himself and said hey i would really like to play for the you know the the what's the veteran ex- exception it was like five mid-level yeah five point three yeah, yeah. And, uh, and he said i would like to play for you and the the, the president of the warriors was shocked he was like what yeah he goes, look we would love to have you but are, are you sure and he goes uh, yeah man I have zero offers right now. Zero. And he goes, I would like to play there. I don't I don't feel that I'll be under a rush to come back, mm-hmm. and uh, and I can prove myself, and I think I'd be a great teammate. So after that phone call ended, he called Durant. He called Curry. Both of them were shocked that he called, yeah. and they were like, hey, is this real? And he goes, yeah, would, you, would it be okay? Would you like to have me on your team? Yeah. And both of them were like, yeah, we'd love to fucking have you on our team. Uh, so after that, and he signed, you know, the rest of the league was super pissed off about it, but how are you pissed when when you're not offering him a contract? Yeah, that's no really one stupid. in the league offered him a contract, so you can't hate on the guy. You can't hate on the Warriors for making that move, but uh, shit, man. I, look, you can already go ahead and book it now for next year. Warriors Celtics uh, championship, and uh, I, again, I what do you you go four one four
1: zero again for the Warriors? It's I mean if they're healthy. And the balls moving around. I don't. I don't understand how you can. I mean, if you have uh, like the Warriors, even when they had like Petulia right and these other zaza. zaza fucking who's playing for detroit or some shit now i don't know where he went i i was never a big zaza no, he's fan. A, he's I don't... a turd he like trips people all the time i hated that guy. dirty
0: player he's um, one of those dirty euro players like yeah. uh, uh vlade divots yeah. i love vlade divots as a person but he, uh, but he in dished LA, out,
1: he dished out a number of charlie horses with his knees over the years, uh, filthy sure. player
0: there, there, a lot of dirtbag moves over in the euro league which I, i'm fine with because it's it's uh, it's a little re- reminiscent of the '80s and '90s where yeah. it was just like, hey, we'll take a fucking couple elbows yep. uh, here and there, a couple of Charlie horses on your way out. Um, but uh,
1: yeah, old old fucking dirty Zaza. Yeah, he's a. I mean, he's a shit. Well, anyways, even when he was there, um, they love that high screen and roll or high post. Yeah, like with a good passer. Even when Draymond does it all the time, but he's six foot. I mean, he's listed at six seven. He's six five, probably. That guy's probably, yeah. Like he, but anyways, uh, imagine Boogie Cousins at legit six eleven, seven foot. Who is a, actually a good passer as well? And yeah, he can shoot, he's shooting like thirty six percent from three, so he can pick and pop step out on the three point line if you try to trap or anything like that. I don't see how you guard this team by, with those by, five guys. And by the court. time the playoffs roll
0: around, they will have five starting all-stars as their starting five Correct, for Golden yeah. State. That's incredible. I mean, you're if you look at the Western Conference, like that that's your that's your starting five right there for the Western Conference at some point during the
1: All-Star game, that has been a starting five. Yes.
0: I mean, even saying it out loud, it almost within the sounds last two, unbelievable.
1: Or, within the last two or three years. Yeah. Like, Draymond's only got one start, but all the rest of the guys have multiple starts. And Draymond's only got one start because he plays on the Warriors, and he plays yeah. unselfishly.
0: You you put that guy on any other team, he's an NBA all-star for...
1: People for... always say he benefits from the. I hate that idea of, like, oh, he's just a system player. Like, come on, man. Draymond Green is a great basketball player. Yeah. He's not a great shooter. He's not a great finisher. He's not, you know... Uh, great at a lot of things he's a great passer and he's a great rebounder and he's a great defender definitely those three things but on offense there's nothing necessarily great about him but somehow he continues to do well and win like his uh assist to turnover ratio is always great even though he does crazy shit sometimes uh i think you put him anywhere he does well yeah
0: yeah yeah, i did too I did too, and uh, and then well, last night we got the we they they announced the NBA or the uh, MLB All Star team. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's been a good year of baseball so far. It has. I've, yeah, I've enjoyed. Uh, look, we're homers for the Braves, obviously. Yep. Um, Braves have been they're way ahead of schedule to me. Uh, yeah, this I, is a I young, expected young them team. to be
1: good. What two years from now, maybe?
0: So did I. Uh, they they dumped fuck everybody we had. They only held on to Freddie Freeman, which was smart. Freddie Freeman's great.
1: Yeah, he's a great player.
0: And uh, but they started young. We're, I, what are we? The, the youngest team in, in baseball? I believe so. Yeah. And uh, only a game out uh, of first place, which is incredible. And uh, the the MLB All Star team that was announced uh, had a couple Braves on it. We're back.
1: Yeah, Freeman and uh Nick Marcakis, the career Baltimore Oriole who came <laughs> over a couple of years ago. Although he's killing, I think he's hitting like three thirty or something. He is. Right? This is
0: know. the the most unsexy National League all star
1: team you will ever hear. Yeah.
0: Read off the starters for me the here.
1: The star- the starters this year uh are Wilson Contreras, Freddie Freeman, um, who's a legit dude. Yeah. Javier Baez, who's, you know, not bad. Nolan uh I don't even know how Arenado. Arenado. Yeah, for Colorado. Yeah, I mean he's uh, he's, he's one of those, great. He he hit some bombs over there. He's actually become a great defender too. He's he's probably going to win his third or fourth Gold Glove this year. Brandon Crawford, who is a perennial Gold Glove winner as well, God, but still, I like um,
0: none of these people are superstars in my mind that no. are you know in a commercial you know being butt yeah, fucked yeah, yeah, with yeah. A, a bottle of Gatorade.
1: No, and the last three guys are the outfield starters are Marquez, Kemp, and uh, and Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper is really the only guy I expected to be on here from any of these play. Well, Freeman and Harper, Freeman and I, I would and say Arnado Ar- and, yeah. and Harper, but Harper is batting
0: goddamn near close to two hundred right now. He's
1: at like two eleven, I think,
0: in a contract year. Yeah, um, and he was he was before the season started predicted to be the first guy to get a half a billion dollars, a five hundred dollar, a five hundred million dollar deal. Yeah, and I think. You know, he's pretty much kissed that goodbye unless he has a dream second half to the season.
1: Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to sign him to a 10-year. If I were him, I wouldn't sign a 10-year at this point. you are 25 years old, right? Yeah. Like, you can, you can sign a 3-year and then sign a 10-year at 28. Yeah. And still, like, you can prove yourself again and get that super max deal. The, I, the,
0: the two guys who have signed those mega, mega deals, um, uh, in my mind, who have earned it, mm-hmm. uh, are Mike Trout. Trout Trout is the greatest player. He's having the greatest statistical year in the history of baseball, Uh, at least
1: with regard to advanced metrics.
0: Yeah, and and I've never seen anything like that guy. I I still don't know how that team isn't better, Uh, the Los Angeles Angels, because living in L.A., I've seen them play a thousand times and pool and all those guys. I was at the World Series when they won. Um, I still do, do not understand how they can't build a team around the greatest baseball player in the last you know 30
1: years no it's very disappointing for them and i'm not sure how long trout stays there to be honest at some point in his future he's got to say hey this team just can't win well
0: i think he's signed on until he's 30 i think yeah. that, that was
1: a 10-year deal like for you know
0: what was it 300 million or 250 or something that was crazy. a lot yeah um the other guys who've done big deals like that are clayton kershaw he's he's been worth it yep. um finally broke that uh playoff curse yeah a little bit. Yeah, he's been worth it, and is is always been great, uh, Miggy, um, for uh, for Detroit. Yeah, um, I mean, he's, Miguel Cabrera he's he's lived up to that. He might be the number, best. but he's getting older.
1: Yeah, yeah, he is. He might be the best pure right-handed hitter of all time. I mean, you can talk about like old school guys like DiMaggio and shit like that, but in the modern era, it would probably be between him and Pujols, right? Yeah, They're the two best right-handed hitters. I and mean, then
0: the, you look at you know where it's where it's failed
1: miserably is like a Rod. Yeah,
0: Jesus Christ! The Yankees well, I mean, A. was contract.
1: He was putting up pretty good numbers until his whole life went sideways. Right?
0: Well, everybody's putting up good numbers, uh, you know, when the steroids <laughs> yeah. and the
1: juice was there. Um, yeah, he was, fuck, I'd
0: put up pretty good numbers on
1: the juice. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, you could do well. I'm I'm thinking about going back to t-ball actually. Look, Can you imagine how good you at your age would do playing t-ball?
0: Right you know, it's funny. I so I coached my my son uh, who's. It was three years old last year and it was yep. his first like eligible year for mm-hmm. T ball. And I got roped into coaching. Um a, bu- a buddy a buddy of mine was just like, Yeah, let's do T ball together with our kids and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Cool. He's like, I you know, I coach it and I was like, Awesome, man. I get there, he's a firefighter, and uh they switched his schedule so he had to work Saturdays and I ended up coaching the entire year by myself. Um coaching T ball for for three year olds. Is, uh, is, is like wrangling wild sheep yeah. where you're just like <laughs> injected with heroin, where you're like, I, man. Monkeys I, on acid. I, I tr- trying to do that was something magical, but I, I will say this. Uh, it was like a father-son thing towards the end where they were like, hey, why don't you, why don't you put the ball on the tee and see, see how far you can hit it? God damn, I still got it, Dan. Yeah, good. Still got it. I, um, still got, I, I mean, I just laced this thing. But I also did, a, I also starred in a wiffle ball movie. Um about the greatest wiffle ball player of all time. So my swing is still there.
1: Wait, so hold on a second. So you want to make a movie like uh like how what's the what's the story here? Is it like Oh it's already out. It, oh it is already. Yeah, out. this came out
0: in two thousand ten. It was called uh uh fuck, the studio changed the name of it, these fucking assholes. Um it was called uh the wiffler, the Ted Whitfield story. They changed it to Screwball, the Ted Whitfield story. Oh, that's stupid. Stupid. Um but it was it, it was it's it's a pretty funny like mockumentary of of like the the greatest wiffle ball player of all time. It's me and Joey Kern. Uh, Joey Kern was from uh, Grind. He was in um, uh, Super Troopers. Okay, I yeah. can't pull over. I yeah, can't yeah, pull yeah. over anymore. Yeah, that funny. guy. He played my best friend. And then the the chick who played my wife was uh, is a girl named Edie Patterson, who was the lead in uh, Vice Principals. Okay, on uh, HBO with Danny McBride. She yeah, played, yeah. uh Danny McBride's lover. Who, shot, who goes back and shoots him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grind, uh, Grind, by the way, is a great movie. Everybody loves Grind. We were talking about this in another podcast. It was down to me and Kern for that role, and he got it. And then uh, we became friends. Mm-hmm. That's we met. We became friends after that. And then I cast him in a couple more movies after that. Great, great fucking dude. Didn't do well in the box office, but people love that movie. Well, I mean, that's
1: how it works sometimes, right? But
0: what I'm saying is, Dan, I... I trained for 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 that like I'm I was sorry. Wait, 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 I was wait. in the Let batting, cages, right every in the batting you... cages every day. I was in the batting cages every day. How did you train to be a ball athlete? I am glad yeah. So I went to the, I went back to the batting cages same when I was a kid cuz I was an all-star baseball player as a kid. Yep. Really gifted. Um don't want to don't want to yank my own dick, but uh gr- I was a, I was a pretty good baseball player growing up. Made the all-star team every every year. I was on those traveling teams in the fall leagues and all that other bullshit. Right. Um yeah, I played uh, American Legion ball myself yeah. back in the day. Yeah. So um, I went back to the batting cages and just tried to, to master the swing. I was able to hit a, a wiffle ball out live on camera out of the fucking uh, a normal – High school ballpark. No, no, you didn't. Yeah. A wiffle ball. A wiffle ball. You hit
1: it with an aluminum baseball bat. No, no,
0: no. no. With, with a wiffle ball bat. I hit it with a wiffle ball bat. I don't bat. believe you. Watch the movie. <laughs> You'll see it in the movie. Watch the it, movie. It, it you made know... it.
1: But he, and here's the thing.
0: So everybody... It was one of those things where you're filming. It's live. And uh, uh, I, I hit it. And we the director left it in the movie like of like my genuine reaction is mm-hmm. everybody starts freaking out on camera and i i broke character for like 5 seconds mm-hmm. cuz i was just so excited that it happened And yeah, i was yeah. like holy shit um it it like I, it was a clean shot but it hit a nice gust of wind where it was just like oh my god yeah so
1: basically there was a hurricane happening because yeah otherwise come on that's 300 plus feet no it was a uh, <sighs> I would say it was
0: probably like your what's the middle like the middle school field. So, I think
1: they're two eighty all the way around. Yes, so it was two eighty. Okay, is what it was. Um, two fifty maybe. Yeah. Either way, that's still an impressive it, shot. Exactly, and
0: so much so that like again, the genuine reaction is in there when I hit it out, and I I, di- I broke character where right? mm. I was just like,
1: "Holy fuck!" That's hilarious. Yeah, um, but it was re- it was really fucking funny. By the way, the uh, the uh, American League All Star team, just just for to juxtapose what's going on in the yeah, National. Yeah, yeah. Pop, pop
0: it off. Pop Here, off the starters.
1: These are these are the starters: Wilson, Ramos, who is not a huge household name, but Jose Abreu, Jose Altuve, Jose Ramirez, Manny Machado, Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, Aaron Judge, and JD Martinez. Stacked. Also, I, I really want to bring up the fact that the, that you just dropped three Jose's. Oh yeah, in a row too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. God, baseball is moving all that direction, isn't it? It's all uh, Dominic- it, pretty much. It'll be all Dominican soon. Yeah. The entire league let's hope so three
1: <laughs> right three Jose's in a row those guys are uh they're killing it though I love Jose Ramirez from the Indians by the way he's like a yeah yeah, yeah. he's uh he's a really good player he doesn't get any attention because he plays in Cleveland which is the worst city on earth you know I, I've been to that ballpark have you been to
0: that ballpark the Jake no yeah it's actually a super nice ballpark and when LeBron came to it brought a lot of money into that city, um, and uh, you know they put up a new Indians stadium. Uh, the Indian stadium was like ninety five, ninety six. Uh, they put that in, um, uh, and then the Q yeah. Quicken Loans yep. and like uh, and all of that shit. Like the the stadium itself is is very nice. I've been to that stadium before. Cleveland itself is look. Cleveland's Cleveland. Um, yeah,
1: it sucks. Have you ever seen that uh, Cleveland tourism video? Oh yeah, that's talking about uh, all uh, our. River is so polluted that all our fish have AIDS or something like that. Well, you know the river was on fire. It yeah, went, yeah, like, yeah. That's in the. That's also in the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious. If you guys go to YouTube and search for, I think it's Cleveland tourism video or something, or Cleveland tourism ad or something like that, just watch that shit. I uh,
0: I, I will say this about Cleveland: their fans are super passionate. Oh yeah, if if you're looking like if you're gonna you know live in a city that's shitty, at least you have a passionate fan base and you can. Get excited to at least go to the ballpark. Right, yeah. people are going to be amped about you. And if you're a if you're a local celebrity in Cleveland, you run the you run the town. Oh yeah, I bet yeah. Um, and speaking of which, like, dude, we're we we now into uh, uh, training camp for football right now. Yep. And uh, Cleveland's is got the hard knocks this year. Cleveland Browns, they got the hard knocks. Oh really? Oh yeah. Um, and that's going to be super fascinating. I fucking hate Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Um, What's... But... He is entertaining to watch, exactly, and that should yeah. be a hell of a hard knocks to watch. So what, what's the over-under on wins for the Cleveland Browns this year? I believe it's four, um, and I'll, I'll double-check that with Vegas. And again, uh, we're going to have a, a bookie site that's going to be sponsoring this show starting in August, and you'll be able to place bets on, uh, on the season. Right, um,
1: and we're going to be able to make our own Oh yeah, bets on there, like the other stuff. So I want to talk about some of the weird shit that happens in, in football. Yeah. Like, how many times is, how many, how many articles are going to be written about Johnny Manziel who hasn't played in the NFL in two years? Well, he, you know, he's, so he's playing
0: in the CFL. Yeah. So if he does well in the CFL, I think you're going to hear about that for a while. The biggest problem with Manziel is this. When you sign on for the CFL, it is a two-year contract, and you can't get out of it. So he, he's not coming back to the NFL for, wow. for another two years. Uh, I know they've already started. So their season's already started. So his two-year clock is ticking. Me personally, I hope he does well. I enjoy watching him play. I enjoyed watching him play in college, and I thought when he was playing for the Browns that he did pretty fucking decent. Um, but that team was shitty. Yeah. If you would have given Johnny Manziel the receivers they have now for Baker Mayfield, right? Because you got they brought in Jarvis Landry, mm-hmm. Josh Gordon, Josh Gordon for as fucked up as that dude was. Mm-hmm is one of the the greatest, most gifted natural receivers that I've seen in a long, long time. And the numbers that he's put up when he's, again, actually able to play and not on fucking drugs have been astounding for how shitty their quarterbacks have been in Cleveland. And I think for Baker Mayfield, if he's going to... I don't think he's going to start right away. I think it's going to be Tyrod Taylor, and then he'll eventually shift to Baker Mayfield. But look, as long as you can throw it high and deep for those two guys... yeah. Cleveland's got a better shot at this, and I'll go. And again, we'll double check this when uh, when this when the gambling site sites on in August. But if, if it is four, and that's what ends up being the number, I'm actually going to take the over and say. Yeah, I would take five. the over on that.
1: I just think there's for. I think Mayfield is going to be a pretty good NFL quarterback. I do not. Um, I, I think he's Manziel 2.0. Maybe. It depends on how he manages his attitude, and there's going to be a lot of pressure on him in Cleveland. A lot of pressure. Like, and he's the guy. Like, LeBron's gone now, so who the fuck is anybody going to be talking about in Cleveland other than him? Look, uh, with with that team and hard knocks and all that shit, it is a sexy team on paper. Yeah.
0: Um, I, I'll be amped to watch their games. Uh, I took – look, I was one of the ones who, who stashed away Josh Gordon on my bench for fantasy football last year, yep. and that paid off dividends in the playoffs for me. So, like, I am going to give some – some huge consideration to a lot of those people on the team. And I haven't said that about the Browns in years uh, as far as fantasy football goes. But uh, um, I don't think anybody said that about the Browns in years. But with Baker Mayfield, I I watched him play a lot in college. Obviously he played against Ohio state. I was at those games where he played whenever he throws deep, he's got a crow hop it. Yep. And for the NFL, if you can't throw deep, it's a, it's a rough game. I mean, you'd have to you have to tailor your offense uh, around a guy who can't throw the deep ball that well. Um the New England Patriots
1: have had a lot of success in it because most of Brady's passes are under 20 yards. Yeah, and I don't think they do that because Brady has a weak arm. They do that because Belichick probably looked at data because he's a fucking nerd yeah. like like I am and he said that our most efficient passes are between 5 and 20 yards. Why the fuck would we ever throw outside of that except for to confuse the defense? He's just that's kind of how his brain works. So uh, but, yeah, I think uh, for a guy like Mayfield and the receivers he has with their skill sets, which are to go up high and catch deep balls, yep, maybe that's a mismatch or maybe that he's throwing – like, I re, it, it reminds me of Kurt Warner, to be honest. Not that Mayfield reminds me of Kurt Warner. It reminds me of the fucking greatest show on turf where Isaac Bruce and Tor- – Tory Holt. And Tory Holt, were, yeah, they were going over the middle, over the middle, over the middle all the time, but eventually, I mean that was a good two year run, but after that, those guys were pretty banged up, right? Like if you go yeah. over the middle enough, if you're a guy that's that's good at catching deep balls, usually you're not that guy that wants to go over the middle, like Marvin Harrison, remember him going over oh, the middle? yeah, yeah, he yeah, got, he got rocked a number of times, but but held in there i don't, I don't know if those two guys can go over the middle consistently. Marvin consistently. Harrison
0: also got away with murder. A lot of people don't know that uh yeah. <laughs> then serious Google it how? Google Marvin Harrison murdering a guy um, and uh, y- y- you'd be surprised at this fucking weird weird story that exists that's been buried for a, a while where you're like yeah. hey man I'm pretty
1: sure Marvin Harrison murdered somebody and got away with it uh, Marvin Harrison uh, got away with it what about Ray Carruth and Aaron Hernandez? so how many receivers have murdered people ah look uh, in the NFL yeah
0: yeah uh, it- we there, had, there's a lot, there's a lot, look, there's a lot of murders by NFL players. Oh yeah, quite a few. Yeah. Um, which I like, like I'm not a, you know, you, All right, wait, you're saying you're a fan of murder. Well, look, if you're going to, if you're going to be the best at something in this life, you know, well, being the best would mean not getting caught murdering, Right. I believe. So Ray Lewis. Oh yeah. He, well, he, he killed two people yeah. and, uh, and he, he's a hall of famer. Yeah. He's going to the hall of fame yep. this year. Yep. He is. Uh, OJ got away with two. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a big boy list on there. Yeah. two Hall of Famers, both double murderers. That's a fun yep. fact um, about the two of those guys. Yep. Uh, Hernandez definitely got away with it, but he but he killed three people. I think yeah. the, the rule of NFL to be a good uh, murderer, you got to stick to
1: two. Two is the number. Yeah, yeah. The You don't,
0: don't go. You don't. You don't go. The, you don't test the over in the murdering market yeah. on no. that.
1: And you can't go one either because Caruth got caught. Yeah, with one. So yeah. yeah two is the number and he's so, he's getting out right um yeah i think so he's been in forever
0: i know he's he, I, I believe he's getting out next year yeah
1: 2019 yeah uh, that's right crazy uh, carolina panther fuck the <laughs> finest yeah he was well, i mean before uh muhammad he was the best receiver in carolina panther history probably right uh he was on his way i don't know what would have shook out with
0: his career they've had a hard time throwing the ball there um with the accuracy yeah. i same with Cleveland too with uh you know their their passers like i i, yeah. I don't know um i don't know I, look Tyrod Taylor can throw the deep ball for that Cleveland team by the way yeah we'll see um but he can he's super inaccurate that 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 playoff game last year against uh, Jacksonville was the worst game i've ever seen um by yeah. by it was Blake Bortles versus
1: Tyrod Taylor yeah
0: and do you I, believe, think, I believe it was like a ten seven game or a thirteen ten. Yeah, it was
1: bad. God, do I, you think if that game goes differently, that the Browns still draft Baker Mayfield? Like if Tyrod like puts up a crazy like if he actually had a good passing. If game t- right if there.
0: Tyrod Taylor plays well during that playoff run i think he's still with the bills and they don't let him go yeah um whether or not cleveland stays with baker mayfield i don't know that shocked the shit out of me watching that draft that they took him one because they didn't no one had that guy no. mayfield at one i think six was where people expected him to go i i think josh allen to me was is uh the best quarterback in that draft um a, a lot of people said josh rosen who ended up in in arizona yeah uh, Do you but,
1: think the fact that he's like a a lightning rod personality made them choose him, uh, Baker Mayfield? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because those... like I said, maybe they thought, maybe they knew LeBron was going to. I know. Out. Sex
0: sells, dude. It's yeah. it's a sexy pick. They went up and you know they they went up and got Manziel. Yep. Um, and everybody wanted to watch him then. Everybody's going to watch him now. The yeah. difference is is uh, you know Jarvis Landry and Josh Josh Gordon. Like, fuck, man, just just throw it up there and and you should be all right. I guess we'll see. <laughs> we we will definitely find out. Um, Dan, it was a pleasure. Yeah, man. yeah.
1: Uh, I look forward to doing this all, all fall and uh, and winter with you. Yeah, looking forward to doing some crazy bets. Um,
0: a lot with, of crazy bets with
1: the Drinky Bros community. You guys need to get involved, and if you have any ideas or anything, you know, shoot them our way for, for sure. Shit. Yeah,
0: because uh, look, I'm gonna
1: starting in August in August. Um, I'm gonna
0: drop my uh, my Super Bowl winner. Mm. I'm gonna drop my college football winners, and uh, and my and my World Series winners. I've already got my picks in. By the way, do you? Yeah, yeah. So I, I I'll, I'll be amped to see. And then again, once this uh, gambling website comes on and it's official and we're able to announce it, um, we're gonna start placing our bets there. Uh, and again, we're also gonna have Drinking Bros prop bets yeah. um, based on on your suggestions. You can write into the Drinking Bros podcast. Uh Paige tell
1: us what you like to hear. A lot of people want to see Evan versus Matt in bow hunting. Um I think there's a number of like bow hunting ping pong tournament. Maybe. Oh yeah. There's a number of things we can do there. Ping pong? Yeah. Uh, there's going to be a rematch of of me and Matt in uh skee ball. Yeah, that's actually uh the result of that is contested still I believe, right?
0: No, no, no. It, he, I I won the first one, he won the second one. So it's legit. We're okay. all we're all on the up and up on that. Um uh the, the, he earned his skee ball victory. Okay. Uh, that night, and I'm fine with that. Um, was I a little off my game? You bet. I, I had some type of stomach bug. I don't want to get into to my injuries was So is this like the Jordan
1: flu game? Is this what? I, it would have been
0: had I won, and okay. then Matt would, never would have heard the end of it. But this rubber match we have coming up this fall is going to be one for the ages. Yeah. Um, and then there's going to be a lot of eating contests with Jared. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I, keep, keep in mind that Jared is more of a speed eater and not a volume eater. So if you're going to come up with bets, prop bets for Jared eating, uh, like how many cheeseburgers can he eat in two minutes would be a good one. Exactly.
0: And I will say this. Jared beats. He won the Chicken McNugget Challenge um, against the audience. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, he did he win that one. So, yeah, you go speed with him, and I think you're fine. Like anything like a 10-minute competition. Um, like he, he could never do the Coney Island. He could never go against Chestnut.
1: Chestnut is uh... – Remember, what was it? dude's name? Kobayashi? Kobayashi, yeah. Whatever happened to him?
0: Kobayashi was the OG. Is he dead? No. Still From alive. Sodium poisoning. And he or eats in another, there's like a smaller, like minor league eating um, tour. That's, <laughs> uh, this is dead serious. <laughs> this is a true story. So oh Chessa beat him, um, uh, like back to back years. Yep. And uh, uh, Kobayashi claimed that there was, you know, uh something where he wasn't being paired paid fairly wanted more money than chestnut and blah 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 and they were like fuck off for this appearance fee and he was like i'm not going to do it anymore but truthfully it was just because uh joey chestnut was just housing him right but you know you still go back to the ogs if, if there wasn't a kobayashi right that would not be televised on espn every year which is still like my family tradition we sit down around the fucking tube on fourth of july at at, at high noon and watch we watch it every single year. And now there's... Because there's a women's element to it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So the women go first, and then the men. And uh, it's it's an hour of the finest athletes of our generation going pound for pound. Um, so...
1: Chestnut ate 74, right?
0: He did, yeah. Is and anybody... there was this weird, like, fucking party girl behind him. Like a, like a raver-type chick who was keeping score by hand. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, she was like ten, 10 numbers off like she was off by like a, a 10 count and then chestnut afterward which I'm surprised because he was eating sweating it was about 100 degrees in Coney Island that day when they were doing the the uh, post game interview with him and yes it is a game by the way um, he deserves to be cherished as the athlete he is he said he told the announcer he goes uh, look I broke the record today I got I hit 74 and when they went back and reviewed the tape, uh he did beat 74 so now they're thinking about putting an electronic system in place oh shit really yeah to eliminate the hot girls because it's just a, a it's just a bunch of hot girls behind them um yeah kind of like uh ring girls yeah, round yeah, yeah. girls for
1: yeah maybe maybe not the best at math is what you're saying
0: no not not the best at anything other than putting <laughs> on a free t-shirt for 20 dollars an hour and fucking looking hot uh well. All right. You go back and scout scout those girls behind, b- behind the dog eaters, behind the real athletes, and it, it's just a bunch of whores back there holding up, uh, you know, fucking old school little kid signs for for basketball. That you know the numbers only go up to like ten, <laughs> and you have to do it by hand. Yeah. Uh, they can't see them, and it's just it's a lot of smiles, and they're like, "Is, yeah. is this the one? Do yeah. I pull it now? <laughs> Am I the one pulling the numbers now?" So they're gonna change that system.
1: And, uh, fuck, man. Well, oh, that's interesting. Hey, just for, uh, just to, to put this out there, I was just doing some math. So, the a hot dog with a bun is 272 calories. Yep. Which means Chestnut ate 20,128 calories.
0: Phew. That's, 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 that's 10 a,
1: days worth of food. Well,
0: or, or a Tuesday for Jared Taylor. <laughs> um, your call. But, uh, uh, yeah, we're going to have some eating competitions with Jared this fall. Uh, we're going to have a lot of cool prop bets uh, going out this fall. We're also going to do a Drinking Bros uh, official fantasy football uh, uh, contest this year. Yep. You're you're going to be in it. I'm going to be yep. in it. Um, we'll, we're we'll only, we're only looking for champions. Yeah, we're going to yep. have the draft. We're going we're gonna to announce the draft uh, uh, live on air, so we're going to do a call-in with the other uh, 10 teams. Uh, Jesse, my, my wife gets down on fantasy football. Yep. She's been in it the last couple of years in, in Drinking Bros, uh, sports as well. So we're gonna be having a, a a fantasy football team. And again, you must have been a champion at some point in your life. And you're and you're probably saying to yourself, "Well, I, how's Jesse?" Jesse won. Jesse was a fucking champion, dude. Yeah, two, she's two like the uh,
1: brunette from the league, right?
0: Yeah, She she's she's a fucking gamer, man. Uh, so we're gonna be doing that. We're gonna be interviewing uh, people live on air after the draft in August. And then you and I will be doing special events live from some of the biggest college football and NFL games uh, and World Series uh, this fall. Yep. So we're going to be there. We're going to be in person and uh, uh, out with the people pressing the flesh in these cities and uh, and then talking to you. Uh, yep. Drinking Bros in, in, in the various cities we go to uh, if you're there we're going to have you on the show to talk about your teams, your favorite teams and some of your predictions as well so we're, we're really looking forward to this um, uh, I believe I can go ahead and say the site it's, it's mybookie.com who's uh, going to be sponsoring this show throughout the the, the fall and the winter and uh, and we're super amped about it Dan, thanks for doing it man this is going to be a fun year yeah it is. it's going to be a fun year looking forward to it man uh, for Dan Holloway, I am Ross Patterson. We're the Drinking Bro Sports Companion Show. Good night, everybody.